Hi, this is Jack Tester. Welcome to another episode here of Leadership Lounge. I'm in St. Paul, Minnesota. We have a recruiting and retention class going on, and one of our observers is, I'm going to call him current day next our royalty, Wyatt Hepworth. How are you doing? Doing well. Thanks, Jack. You've brought a bunch of your team here, and you're in the back of the class observing. And, uh, you know, we have profiled your business on a handful of occasions here at Nexstar. You really are a, a modern-day success story in this industry. So tell us a little bit about uh, any hour electric, plumbing, heating, and air today, where it's located, how many employees, your revenues, those kind of things. Uh, yeah, so we're a 225, 226 to be exact, employee company. <laughs> okay. but who's counting, right? And we uh, and we're located in Orem, Utah, which is and, in Salt Lake City. Uh, mm-hmm, yeah, okay. I've owned the business for twenty four years, so uh, we've been in Nexstar. I think we've been here what about nine years now? 10 yeah, years? I can't remember. No, it's, I think it's ten it seems years. Longer, but I think yeah. it's ten years. Okay, actually, yeah, yep. All right, and uh, and when we started Nexstar, we actually had a new construction side. We have completely gotten rid of all of new construction, but and we had a one point. About a one point five, one point six million dollar electrical service side. Okay, we were only doing one hundred percent electrical at that time. Okay, and uh, in between, just the last ten years, we've gotten rid of the new construction side and we've taken it from basically one point five to we're in the forty million range now. Wow, um, we're we're and continue to grow. You so, are yeah. too, so it's great. Well, you know, I don't know that there's been a a company that I'm aware of that has had that kind of success. So congratulations, Wyatt. Well, thank you. That's awesome. And so when I saw you had registered for this class, I said this is an awesome opportunity to to hear a little bit more about your story and how you got to to where you are. And one of the things that I've noticed um, as I've observed you at events, and of course we've spent some time together, is you have got a passion for your business, a passion for this industry, that I haven't seen often, if at all. And I wanted to lean into that a little bit more because you're just not in your business as an owner. You're, it, this seems to be something bigger than, than Wyatt in your back pocket, Wyatt. So I want to delve into that if that's okay, and then we'll see where it goes. Is that fair? Yeah. So just great. as a forewarning here, uh, I asked Wyatt about doing this podcast early this morning we prep for this for about five minutes, just a general conversation. So I'm not sure where this will go, but uh, so let's talk about what. Let's talk about the source of this passion. What you know? Tell us about maybe some of where that comes from. Yeah. So I grew up uh, seeing my dad and my grandfather, who were electricians. They owned a company, and I saw them. Uh, I saw them working day and day and day in day out, trying to make a living. I saw them going through feast and famine. I saw my dad with cash sometimes, and sometimes we were broke. We were, sometimes there was absolutely no food. Um, it was Jeez. it was tough at yeah. times, and I saw him doing a lot of work for, for trade, um, okay. a lot of a lot of things that way, and and uh, but I always loved the trades. I always was, was happy to be in the trades. My dad always said, don't go into the trades, but, 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 but yet you worked with him in your business. I did. I worked with him and, and I love working with my hands. So, okay. I, I, I knew I wanted to do it. So, uh, so you had a, so you, you didn't see a business model like hardly anyone saw back then of, of wealth and, you know, abundance through the trades. You just liked the work itself. Correct. Is yes. that right? Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. So, um, so you, you certainly, you're a third generation electrician, but yes. the first two generations worked very hard, were yes. very dedicated to the trade. 
but live kind of hand to mouth. Yes. Is that fair? That is true. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so that's where you were. Um, what happened along the way? You know, so you had this passion for the trade. Um, tell us about the business journey you've been on up to maybe with the point where you joined Nextar, and let's talk about it today because you still got something special going on. Why, you know? Yes. So talk about that. Yes, great. So yeah, so so uh, before Nextar, uh, we uh, we 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 thought we had to create all this by ourselves. We thought we had we 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 thought there was something cool about the trades and we we wanted to bring craftsmen back into the industry. We oh. felt like that had gotten lost. Okay. I didn't know there were organize, organizations like this. Yeah. And uh we we uh we're trying to build it from scratch. So we I was getting together the right team with me, trying to get the right people that could that were ambitious and wanted to work hard. I I I like hard work, so I surround myself with very hard workers. Um I like to uh to uh to see things happen get done so we surround ourselves with those people and then we uh found out about next star we joined next star and we uh we accumulated about 60 employees in new construction and and a, and a service side and we were really trying to build the service side because we felt like the new construction was only as good as uh it was only as good as our contractors and then we went and heard frank blau at the next star not frank blau uh, uh brian belio Brian Bolio, Hello. yeah, uh, the, economist at the Economist at the Next yep. Star event, uh-huh. and uh, he said, he said that it, we were going to be going through a bad recession, and he said this your would have people. Been in 2008. He said your people. We just joined Next Star. He said your people are going to be. You're going to depend on your people more than you're ever going to have to depend on them, and uh, and he said, uh, and that that resonated, and uh, I believed him, yeah, and uh, and that's when we realized we had to get rid of the new construction side, which was actually a profitable side of our business. Well, it's interesting. I remember that that presentation. It was in the fall of 2008, and yes. we brought Brian. It was in Seattle, and uh, usually Brian is very he's a, he's a, a noted speaker and economist. And uh, he brought a very dark message that day about yes. what was hap- what was going to happen because this is right after Lehman had bankrupted, before the real crash. You know, this was in September of 08, and the real you know the depth of the stock market dip was March of 09. So this was, and I remember his message was, you know, there's going to be a lot of hurting people, and you're really going to, and construction's going away, and all this other stuff. So you took heed to that. Oh, I believed him, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of the the start. So you you made a decision to to exit new construction. Yes. Did you do it quickly, slowly? What happened? Uh, we did it. Uh, we did it over a three year period. Okay. We ended up getting stiffed with over a million dollars not paid to us because um, you're getting out of the business and they didn't um, have to pay anymore correct i wish we would have just done it right then i didn't have i didn't dare to do it right i did most i did most of it but i cared about those people and so we actually sucked a lot of those people into our other sides of the business because we started up all the other trades at that point so i guess hindsight we lost a lot of money but i saved a lot of friendships and a lot of people so right i would do it again actually so the idea was is that you lost maybe more money by delaying three years, but you kept a lot of great people employed yes. that, that moved over to the service side of any moved hour. Moved them into the drain side, moved them into the tune-up side, the heating and air side. They had to retrain them, spent a lot of money retraining guys. But How? these were foremen guys that were making 25 30 bucks an hour for me, and they took. I had them take pay cuts. Let's talk about that because so, that's bizarre. All right, just for a second, though, because what you're telling me is you had – Electricians, right? Your your new construction work with electrical work. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. So these guys are out there uh, running wire in houses or wherever. And, yes. And I guess in some respects the economy was starting to falter, so they 
maybe didn't think they could get a job someplace else, and they decided to stay with you. But it's more than that. Yes. Tell me about that. Yeah, so uh, so I painted the picture of the vision of what we were building. They saw we were the biggest new construction residential company in the state of Utah, and they believed what I was saying. And uh, they were willing to take a pay cut, some of them making you know 30 bucks an hour, taking a pay cut down to, to – as, as low as uh, some guys took as low as 12 others as low as 15 and uh, so cutting their pay in about half and uh, they were willing to do that to stay with us and literally learn a whole brand new trade and just because they believed in the vision and they knew that i what, i what did you tell them what was the vision you said i let them know i work hard and they know it they saw it they didn't i didn't have to say it they had they they, they saw it plus i said it so yeah so they knew I work hard, and uh, would you rather work for someone that works hard and works right alongside you, or go work for somebody else that, you know, lets you do the job all by yourself and kind of walks away and doesn't really care, and they're always on vacation. They knew I don't. Back then, I didn't take vacations. I didn't. I didn't go do fun stuff. I was just. I'm all about work. I I take vacations here, or there now, but but I'm definitely <laughs> good to hear. I'm definitely, when I'm working, I'm working. Yeah. And they know I I'll put in the eighty hour weeks. So. Okay, so they saw you doing that, and mm-hmm. that was inspiring to them. And they yes. knew that, that if they attached themselves to your business and the company you were building, that it would ultimately be successful. Yes, and it's better than that. We actually saw the guys we were doing work with out on the different the other subcontractors, the plumbers, the heating and air guys. And we were able to get those guys okay. to shut their businesses down and come into our business and, uh, and uh, bring their licensing over. And we didn't pay them money for their business. They just wanted to join us. Their contractors weren't paying. It was really bad in Utah. It was really, really bad for the new construction so market in, in Utah. In 08, 09, it mm-hmm. was, yeah. yeah. So you had a lot of refugees coming out of that business, and, and they found yep. you. Because yep. they knew you were a quality company. You're going to yes. build something special, you yep. know. We helped. Uh, we helped negotiate if they if the owner owned a whole bunch of money to the owed a whole bunch of money to his con, to his uh, su- uh, to his supplier. I would go in and help him renegotiate terms. I'd help him negotiate how to pay it back. I would help him negotiate uh, a fraction of the pay if he could pay it in a certain amount of time, so that he could have so he could he could get through that burden. I went and negotiated with all the phone books. I went and negotiated with everybody I could negotiate with uh, for marketing. I let him know, hey, we're going to pay the bill, um, but uh, this, you know we're going to do this much advertisement with you. And we, we just got prices way, 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 way down. And, uh, mm-hmm. and that's how we, that's how we built the company through the recession. we pulled in some of the greatest people I've ever met. Some of my greatest friends from, uh, from that economy, that economy actually became a blessing, um, for so many of us because we actually looked at, the, at it that way. And we were willing to, to work hard and work harder than everybody else around us was what we, we felt we were doing. That's awesome. That's an awesome story. I heard somebody say once, never waste a good crisis. And, uh, as a, you know, and you hate to take advantage of something that's someone's detriment. But what you said is instead of looking at what you didn't get through the economy, which was, you know, tough consumer spending, you know, you had to exit new construction. You know, there's a lot of things that, that went bad for people. You did use it as an opportunity, right, to yes. to, to really jumpstart any hour from what I'm hearing. Yes, correct. You yeah. know, you became a magnet for a lot of these, and of course, you working in the trade and construction, you knew who the good plumbers were and the new good air conditioning companies. You had, you knew who the guys that had the work ethic and had the right integrity and all the other things that you, that I know you have at any hour. That's awesome. I didn't know the story. I've talked to you a lot. You know, I did, I didn't know that. So, so let's talk about, um, let's go back now. Um, and they don't want to go forward. So I mentioned at the beginning of this, that you have a passion and an energy as an owner of a business 
that I don't often see. So let's, let's get into that a little bit more. What is it, Wyatt? Why do, you, why do you do what you do the way you do it, given the fact that you're extraordinarily successful now as a business? When I had new construction, the name of the game was be the lowest bidder and pay your people as absolute little as you possibly could. Okay. That's how you made your profit. Okay. I'd made enough money. I I came from having nothing yep. growing up and I, I'd made enough money by the time I actually just so you know, joined Nextar that I actually could have retired and never worked again. Oh, My cool. wife and I actually had that conversation. Should you just walk away from your new construction business and never work again basically do whatever you know yeah. and uh and all these people in this group in these groups that we were looking at were like what's your exit strategy and i'm thinking what the heck are you talking about i mean i'm 35 years old why are you guys trying to exit at 40 50 years old in your businesses and i, I just thought that was really weird and i talked to my wife and i was like i don't want to exit because you're just gonna have to do investments in property and everything else and watch that it's everything's a if you're going to make money doing with your money, it's a job still, and there's still a risk of economy. And we haven't right. gone through the recession yet. So anyway, so anyway, we decided to put all the, keep all the money in the business and keep pushing forward. And anyway, what uh, what what I didn't like about new construction and all that is basically I succeeded, and my people didn't. So okay, so I'm passionate about my people succeeding. And right. I saw my grandfather die. Uh, die in a little teeny tiny trailer and with nothing to his name, him and my grandma. And that just makes me, makes me real sad because he worked his guts off his whole life. My yep. dad has worked his whole life, uh, in construction. Yep. And, uh, and, uh, I just, I want to, I, it's not about me at this point. It's about my employees. So it's about putting the money back into them, helping them succeed. And that makes, that's my, that's my success because when you're looking around and you're top of the mountain and you're the only one successful, that's a very lonely road. And that's not me. I'm I'm the guy that wants to be up in the top of the mountain with everybody else. So I, I work with my friends. I love the people I work with. And my, my ultimate and absolute number one priority each day is to help them be successful. Because when they're successful, I'm successful. When they're successful, that that is when I'm happy. That That's their tradesmen we're, we're we're becoming we're bringing the tradesmen and the and, and the self-respect back into the industry and it, it makes me feel like i'm vindicating my grandfather and my dad love it that is awesome wyatt that is a great story that is a great story so that that's the the wellspring of your energy yes every day yes which is just an uh that's what gets me going each and day. i did you know i you know we've spent time together i've been to your business i went to your peer group um, we even did had the pleasure of you and your management team um, doing a uh, ATV ride over this mountain range, right? Yes, which we was did. an awesome experience. So just, just I want to I want to share that because it was so cool. So uh, I came out a day early, and then you said, Jack, we're going to go on a management team retreat or a meeting or whatever. And what we did was we got like ten ATVs, and we went on one side of this mountain range, and then we. All took off, and of course, I'd, I'd driven maybe a mile total in an ATV in my life, and I'm going over these mountains and rocks, and <laughs> you guys are flying you up did, there. You did well. <laughs> I was terrified. <laughs> then, but but what was cool is that about every mile or so, you'd stop, or somebody, whoever the lead dog was, stop, and we'd huddle up and we'd sit and talk about business. We talk about leadership. We talk about at that time, you know, you you were going through a lot of the color code stuff, and and which is a kind of a, a core motives assessment and so we were reflecting on that and and about business and then we'd laugh and 
we'd get back on the ATVs and off we'd go again and we'd go up and see some other vista and we'd stop. And I thought it was an awesome day. And uh, what you did is you blended this amazing activity, fun, but there was definitely a, an intent to what you were doing. You know, there was a purpose to it as building leadership skills, introducing me to your team, you know, et cetera. Um, and I think, as I had just heard you talk about, these people are my friends. Um, I think that what I experienced is probably what you do, right? Yes. That's very cool. That's very cool. So I, I kind of get the energy today. Um, and how do you, all right, how do, how do I say this? Um, how do you, because I've met your team, Wyatt, and they're awesome people, right? They yes. love you. They love your business. But I haven't met all 260 three of them or the number was 226 yeah 226 all right okay 226 but who's counting right um but i gotta believe that some of them don't always appreciate you and appreciate any hour and are negative how do you keep the positive attitude when i know you face those words people leaving people saying things that, uh, that whatever it is how do you maintain that because it's easy to get cynical, right? Yes. Tell me about it. We have found the best way to retain our, our to, to have people actually know how much we're doing behind the scenes for them is to get them out to next our trainings. So, so uh, No, I didn't know this is so the answer. I, I, I wasn't fishing yeah, here. I know. So uh, I haven't met, I, I, we kind of went through a, whole, a, year, a, year, a year and a few months where we actually took everybody out. Okay, and this was a couple years, about a year and a half ago. Took everyone away to Nextar. Everyone away to a Nextar event. Yeah. And we have an agreement in our business um, where basically even though I'm the president of the company, I can move throughout the whole entire company. And we now have a recruiter. We've we've, uh, uh, Dustin Van Orman, who used to own his own business, who we've actually been with me. I've known him since he was 16. He's now 37 years old. Anyway, uh, but anyway, he's, uh, he, uh, he worked alongside me. He had another company doing heating and air. Why I had an electric company, and then he's he's one of them that actually joined us. But anyway, he's our full time recruiter now. Been with my company for uh, quite a few years. But anyway, um, so so he's out here at the training with me. But anyway, he's uh, so so to answer that is is he's now I've, I've been the recruiter up till this this point yeah. forty plus million, and now he is helping me with that, and he's going to be taking over. But anyway, what we what we have an agreement with all of our staff is is no matter is Recruiting is the most important part of our, our business. It, it's a hundred percent because retention hap- retention happens from how someone got recruited. Um, because if we only hire the right people and we do our due diligence before hiring them, they're going to be easy to retain because they okay. were the right people to I got get it. hired in. So, 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 how do we keep people in a good? morale and and so they're feeling appreciated well it starts with the recruiting okay so it's absolutely starts when we recruit them into the business they understand we show them the 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 parties we do we show them all the events we do we show them all that so they're like holy cow if they're like i don't need that they could be someone that could be a high performer and make us a ton of money i'm not hiring that guy so anyway i don't i I don't care Uh, i want someone that wants to be part of my team so it starts with the recruiting and that they are they going to appreciate the things we do then does that make sense? Sure. Because if they're no. not going to appreciate those things, I don't want them in the business. Got it. Got it. Because they're just about themselves. Okay. So and those guys will go work somewhere else, and they'll be their highest performer, but they're also going to take the morale down in that company. 
Okay. That's why our retention is 90. So you, so you work really hard percent. on fit when you hire. Yes. Right? Yes. And making sure that people, um, and you, of course you want referrals, so people are, are referring in people that fit. Yes, I would rather turn down 100 calls a day, and I'm not joking, 100, I'd rather ca- turn down tons and tons of calls than to pull in the wrong people. Because to, run the, to run those calls that yeah, you're dropping. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we bring in the right people that are going to appreciate all the things we're doing. And do they see everything we do? Do they get in the, that mode where they're not feeling good about us? Absolutely. But we but we we get them out to an XR training. We go out. We spend time with them. It's Dustin or I or Brett or Jeremy, uh, the owners, or yep. our, our training manager, Brett, or yep. Dustin, our recruiting manager. It's one of us four out of the training with every one of those guys. Up till now, it's been Jeremy or I out to all the trainings, except for we've had Brett, I think, come to one or yeah, two without right, us. So, right. um, and then, uh, and then in those in those trainings, we're meeting with the guys at night. We're talking about what we're doing. They they're like, oh, I didn't know you did that, Wyatt. Uh, they they know Wyatt's behind the scenes, still working hard. I let them know what I'm doing. I'm transparent. I let them know. I answer any, any of their questions. I'm not afraid of them because I know I'm working hard. So what do right. I have to be afraid of? Right. And, and uh, one of the guys we just promoted, Shane, into our service manager position. He used to own his own business. Uh, he actually went to one of Keith's trainings down in Florida. Um, I believe it was in 2016. And he said when he was on that trip, he said he was actually really highly um, – I don't know if he's going to hear this. Huh? Keith? But anyway, no, no, not Keith. Shane. But Shane. But anyway, I, Shane, can. Shane, if you hear it, hey – how are you? But anyway, Shane, you let me know. Shane, let me know. He said, Wyatt, uh, on that trip, he had, because of our conversations at night at Keith's training, he realized he does not want to go start his own business again. And that's when he decided he was both feet back in and he was going to continue working with me. And he's been with us now six years and he just got promoted to our service, our electrical service manager just oh. actually in the last couple of weeks. What a great story. Anyway. Yeah. So these trips actually help us find our future leaders. These trips help us help those guys realize how much we actually care about them because we're 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 buying their food. There's no hold back. I'm not saying you have to stay with me for six months uh, for going on this to pay it back or a year. Literally, we're just all expenses paid, no strings attached. Let's go have a trip. And let's enjoy each other. And they just can't believe I don't have any strings attached. That's cool. So, well, just to, to speak of you, there was a year, maybe three years ago. Where you were doing, and I bet you were you were here twelve times in a year, maybe ten. I don't know what it was, but you it was like I, I, was I a turn lot around of other places. Oh, yeah, yeah, but but every time there was a, a training event here, there'd be an any hour guy, and if there's an any hour man or woman here, there'd be there'd be Wyatt observing the class and meeting That's them true. at breaks and taking to dinner, her him or her to dinner, and you know really developing them as a uh, a great employee and and a, as an and honoring them as an individual, right? Yes. So that so that what I hear the, the my original question was how do you not get cynical, and what you do is is you're very intentional in how you recruit and onboard people so that the the chance of having that negative person that's unaligned that can take the energy out of you is less likely to to show up there at any hour. Yes, correct. Is that fair? Yes, and people might say, oh, we're a bigger company, so we can get people. And I'm letting you know, just a few years ago, I wasn't a big company. And the pe- if you talk to our people, they'll say, Wyatt kept calling me, he kept texting me, he kept coming coming to me saying, I've got something great here, please come meet with me. And I would I would go to their I would go go find them I would go to go it's called stalking them. Wyatt by the way stalking I'd go to <laughs> no. I'd go meet them at nine o'clock I I've yeah. driven as far as uh, five hours away to be able to drive right to someone's house meet with them and their wife take them to dinner and uh, that's just what I'm willing to do to bring in the right people so you really so your 
as the as the owner and the CEO of your business, you, your primary responsibility has been more about about talent development, yes. talent acquisition, and I mean that not like it's an asset you're getting, but on the people side of your business, that's really where you've thrown yourself. Yes, is that fair? Yeah, it's all about the people, and and I'd say our processes. To be fully honest with you, our process of processes have been the weak side of our business. It's all been about the people, and then the people build our processes. But our processes really have not been able to keep up with the people. But I really believe in good to great. Good to great talks about hire the right people, and they'll build it for you. Yeah, and that's what we do. Hire first, mm-hmm. right? They say in that book, right? Yeah, you know, and then get good people, and then stuff. Get and then they build the processes yeah. to help you build everything. But you're, the processes are a little bit behind right now. They're always behind. Yeah, yeah. As you grow, but then again, we're we've been doubling every two years, so yeah, they're going to be behind. Just have to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, um, what has been? Yes, you've went from uh, you know this smaller service business back around the recession to now a forty million dollar business. You know, I know that that a lot of it's been around. Uh, you know, the people side and getting the right people in the right seats. And I, I'm not minimizing that, but I know there's other things too. You know, what else have you really focused on other than getting as much good people as you can in the business? What else, what else has been a focus for you, I? Well, keeping those people. Okay. (laughs) Seriously, it's all about getting and keeping the right people. So, uh, I, I spent a lot of time on, on the structure, who to promote, who to put Got where. It. Here we are. Uh, training, uh, figuring out who's who's who are. We have uh, two two guys per each of the trades that are trainers. Um, we have a service manager now per each of the trade, finally. And so uh, and so, uh, putting those guys in the right spot, getting them the training, uh, get, helping them feel empowered. A, a guy that's these these all these people have been promoted from within. So helping them go from the mentality of a technician mm-hmm. uh, to all of a sudden feeling empowered. Okay, I can actually make decisions. So that's re- really again about it's. It's, it's about I don't people, have papers on my desk. I I I am just Jeremy and I are always meeting. With Jeremy people. is is Jeremy is my partner. Yes, yes. Jeremy so, Hansen, very yes, talented. Jeremy man. Hansen, he's my partner. He actually actually acts as the GM for the company. And uh, all we do is meet people and help help uh, help help them know how empowered they are and help answer the questions and and help them succeed. Really, well, I love what you so. said. There's no paper on your desk. You're not sitting there pouring over income statements nope. and and looking at, you know, not that you don't do that, but I mean that's not the first order of business for Wyatt. Right? We have Lincoln to do that. So <laughs> you got a CFO who's who's all yes. over that stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, but. So what you've been what you, what I hear you saying is that it's not just about bringing great people in, but you're really trying to develop their critical thinking skills to go from either a tradesman or a lower level manager to a, a more elevated manager because you you believe very much in a kind of a promotion from within philosophy, don't you? We do, yeah. So ninety nine percent of our managers came from within. Yeah, I, I think only one of them came from without Lincoln. Lincoln, so, yep. he's the outlier. Yep, yep. <laughs> He'll probably listen to this too. Yes. So, so that's awesome. So you spend your time on on talent acquisition, um, making sure the culture's right, and then you spend a lot of time on on leadership development and people yes. development, mm-hmm. right? And what are some of the things you do there? Yeah. So every week we have right now. So we have a we have our okay. So to continue growing, uh, we believe we need to be okay. Can can I? Who's all going to hear this? All right. <laughs> I don't know. A guy named, it's an open there's thing. There's a guy named Jim Abrams. Yeah. He always said he's a great man that did a lot for the heating and air industry. But there's one thing he said 
that I really didn't like, and that is, he said, the hardest thing about growing his business was knowing that the people around him were not going to be the people that were going to be with him as he continued growing because he was going to outgrow him. The business was going to outgrow him. And that really bothers me because I look around at all my friends and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to grow this to outgrow my, my people. So anyway, so I've taken a different philosophy is, and that is I'm going to grow my people, but I'm not just growing my people. I'm growing them all the way down, uh, all the way through the rings. So up the rings, down the rings, however you want to say it. So, so what we do is we have a management, we have an executive management training once a week where we are, where we're reading a book and we're reading it very, very slowly. And it's a book like 21 irrefutable laws of leadership is the one we're reading. And we go through it very slowly and we discuss, we, we just read a little bit of it and we discuss our business. We discuss how does this affect us and, and, and how do we, that book talks about being the type of leader. Basically, if you, if your people outgrow you, you, they're going to go find somewhere else. So they outgrow you as a leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So right. we have to get our executive team to a level that they're not, that they their people can't outgrow them. But then we also have books that were then, these these exec, executives run managers now. We've gotten to the size where we have managers running managers, or yeah, managing yeah, managers. So I get it. we have the next level, and they're reading books more like Good to Great and Traction and things like that, more on a level where they're not judging whether I'm outgrowing my leader or not, but where they're trying okay. to be the Good okay. to Great leader, right. or where they're trying to run a traction kind of a business, which traction. He was a big mentor of. He loved good to great, and he yep. really, really, right. really actually dove deeper into factual things to good to great. So, then we have our next level of managers, which are our supervisors, our assistant managers, our trainers that are in the field, all that whole group, and we're doing a meeting with them once a week, and we're paying them for these meetings. So, so it's expensive. Who's we? Who's doing? Uh, who's so we? Jeremy actually leads those meetings. Okay. All right. And uh, we we only have that group in there, so they don't even have the direct manager in there. Okay. So they're well, in there, and they can freely discuss what's going on. And Jeremy is a great, great man, and he's really great at getting, making organization out of chaos. Um, and he on the color code, he is a he is of the red blue, and I am of the blue red. So together, we're we're both uh, d- definitely opposite, but yet we yeah. want the same thing. And and uh, but he uh, he's really good at lead, leading great leader. Okay. And so and Got so it. so he's leading those groups and helping helping us actually develop our next level of leadership. So that when you know we're hoping to be forty five fifty, we, we probably won't hit the fifty this year. But anyway, we're going to be about forty five to forty eight this year million. And then but literally within the next three years, I'd like to be seeing us hit hit the hundred million mark. And right. that might sound crazy to some people. But again, we've been doubling every two years. Well, if you'd have told so, people that when you're 1.8 million that you're going to be 45 million in eight years, mm-hmm. they'd have probably said crazy. Correct. Yeah. So the fact that you're going to two x where you are, I don't think that's crazy. Right? Cool. I think it's, it's it's a big goal. But. And to promote from within, we better have stretched those leaders and created those leaders from within because okay. they're not just going to get that by doing their job. They're going to get it by doing their job. But they're also going to get it by us training them, getting them out to next star training. So we we actually. So I'm out here with five of my managers out here at this next star training. But seriously, we so we just talked the other day, and we're we're uh, Jack didn't know this, but anyway, we're back in it. We're uh, we want to get every single person through through next star again over the next year and a half. So that's 226. But again, doubling uh, every other every other year. So basically, we're, we're going to be up to 300 employees by the time we actually 
get everybody through over the next year and a half. Oh, so, oh my, and I believe that's going to help us continue to retain, help them see all the things we're doing behind the scenes. Yes, there's always going to be those couple that 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 don't see what we do, and they yeah. and they somehow got through the cracks of getting hired. But again, we never want anyone leaving us. We want to decide if someone should be in our company or not. We want to make that decision, and if we made a hiring decision, we want to be the ones letting that person go. Um, we don't want people deciding that we were not good enough for them. Does that yeah. make sense? So, yeah, it makes a yeah. ton of sense. So I want to summarize, summarize what I heard is that when you've got this massive commitment to your, your team that as any hour grows, they'll grow. Yes. And, they, and any hour won't grow unless they grow. So it's kind of like, you know, we've we got to get this right. Yes. And, you're gonna, and, you're, and you're not going to just hope that these people can organically grow with the business. You're going to make conscious choices and developing what i heard right there was three levels of management right now yes your executive level your mid-tier management and your supervisor level all have a specific focus on helping them become better at that job and understanding how they can get what they need to know how they need to think to get to the next level is that what i'm hearing yes also we believe in two two deep leadership management so we everyone's i get asked all the time people are always telling me my manager's just not as not good enough to do this or that and yeah. da, 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 da. and they're picking out the weaknesses we all have weaknesses so we're actually using the color code we've been using this the color code for about 10 years and we we actually team up a manager with someone that there has to be a connection but also we notice the color code it's 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 a complementary color okay. and we don't we didn't start off just doing that we just realized that was happening so so we actually the assistant manager to the manager that's the two deep management. Okay. Uh, those two usually have a complementary color. So Jeremy okay. and I, Jeremy te- technically works directly for me. Right. Um, even though he's he's my partner, he's the GM. Right. And I'm the founder of the business. So anyway, so he uh, and I'm the president. So anyway, he so together our colors complement each other. Our personalities complement each other, and we're two deep management. So he he leans on me and I don't think he's failing if he leans on me and I'm able to help him manage his people. And then he then is helping his managers as a too deep leadership. Their managers are help, have too deep leadership with their assistant managers. So literally we believe in too deep management and we all have the weaknesses and we all have strengths. We're trying to focus on each other's strengths, not our weaknesses. Whereas I, I noticed most, a lot of, I'm going to like, no, just, what are you going to do? No, it was. A, go, go ahead, Wyatt. Just, just. <laughs> you know, I just up. hear a lot of people that think that. Uh, I just hear a lot of people say that their manager is not good enough, and that the business outgrew the the manager. And I just yeah. don't like that. Why would anyone want to grow the business if they're your GM if you outgrow them? So if they're your GM, get them yeah. the right complimentary right employee or promotion. Promote the person that's going to help them succeed, not the person that's going to tear them down and trying to become. Yeah. Right. That person that tears them down so they can become the next. So your assumption is boss. is that when you when you hire somebody that they're going to continue to grow through your organization. There won't be a a a, a time where that won't be the case, right? That you're not going to make that assumption. You're not going to say that on the front end, right? I'm not going to cap anybody. Yeah. I'm not ever going to cap anybody. We're also not. We're also willing to do the hard management. Yeah. Wow. People are going to hear this, but anyway. Okay. So I'm out here with my team. Um, two of the. Uh, wow. People are going to hear this. Yes. <laughs> okay. Two, two, sorry. Two of the managers in the room here at this recruiting class, up up till three weeks ago, were answering directly to Jeremy. Okay. I had to meet with them and let them know 
that they're now answering to one of their peers who is yep. Lincoln, who now is their manager. Okay. So instead, so as the business grew, I had to help them see yep. that no, you're not meeting with Jeremy anymore. You're actually meeting with Lincoln, who used to be your peer. Now he's your boss, for better words. Yeah. And that's 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 not easy to get with somebody right. and help them see that. So am I just going to keep promoting someone up the ranks as I we keep it. growing? No way. We're going to put them in a spot, and we're going to grow with them, and they, they're they going to know I'm not going to demote them. I didn't take their pay down. They actually got um, – um, no, they didn't get pay raise. But anyway, uh, they uh, <laughs> someone's going to – Okay, it's okay. I can't. I can't let them have access to the network anymore. <laughs> oh no, this is on iTunes. You better take their iPhone away. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Go ahead. So right. so anyway, they're, they're, it's it's not they a straight get, line. They didn't get promotion. Someone else got promoted. I got promoted. it. Promoted, but the business it. grows. But that doesn't mean later on there won't be another spot totally for get them. It. The person that's our recruiting manager has been our marketing manager at one point. But then again, the business grew to a certain size, and yeah. it was a big job. We. We we prone to someone else in the marketing position that's that can take us to the next level. He got and he got moved to another I position in management. I got it. So right, yeah. So it's not like you know, here's your severance package, go away. It's, yes, it's it's and that's just normal. All right. So I I think yeah. I don't think there's going to be too much confusion that that for everyone it's a linear path up, mm-hmm. right. It yes, sometimes we're taking sideways moves, but are we selfless or are we self selfish? And mm-hmm. I I'd like to think that we're promoting selfless people. We all have a selfish spot in us, yeah. but we're helping them manage themselves through that, and they know our intent is is for the betterment of the whole business, and they know they're better off as the business grows because we have to always grow. I believe that a hundred percent because you told me so. <laughs> And it, well, and I was copying like eight other people that yeah. said you're either growing or dying, and I believe it's true. Yeah. Right? And I believe it's true in business that you know employees want to be in a place that's on the move. Now it doesn't have to be the second coming of Microsoft, but it has to be a, a business where you know I think I think very strongly that it's very tough to keep a motivated environment at work when employees don't believe that tomorrow will be better than today. Love Just it. a little bit. Love it. Just a little bit better. And uh, as soon as they they lose that, whether either for the company or their individual role, it's tough to get them up early in the morning, you know, for any of us, right? You know, I've never thought I'd be where I am today, but if I thought this was it, this is all in life, you know, it'd be different, right? Yep. Even though if you'd asked me 30 years ago, would you be happy where you are today, Jack? Oh, absolutely. Just give it to me. I'll I'll never complain. That's just not how people work. Makes sense. Right? I agree. You know? Well, that's awesome. So I've got a, a good story that you've painted so far about about your motivations. Um, let me ask a question. This just occurred to me. So you've got some personal background that creates this energy, that creates this momentum that you carry into your business every day. Now, fortunately and unfortunately, not every manager that worked there comes from three generations of trades that had a tough existence, you know, back when they didn't know how to run a business, and even though their ancestors worked hard. How do you create that same level of, how do you create an environment where they can start to have some of that same energy that you do? How does that work? Because they they didn't grow up like you did, right? That's a good point. Yeah. What do you do? That's very good. I don't know how to do it either. It's not like I got an answer in the back of my pocket here. I believe believe in sharing stories. So uh, the best place to share a story is out of town at a training we get three nights out of town with them 
and uh, we're going to go out to eat at, at night at dinner, and I'm going to share stories. So yeah. I'm going to talk about I'm going to talk about the past, but I'm not just going to talk. I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to find out about them. There so you go. Uh, so I'm going to find out what their story is, and even though they don't have my story, they have a story because um, everybody has some kind of story, some kind of reason why they're doing what That's they're it. doing in life. That's so, it. So I'm going to find that story out at night, and and at the same time share with them, you know our story and so they can know it's not always been that we're this huge mammoth company that can right. just do whatever and, the, and right. they can see oh wow okay this company was built off people like myself uh, their hard work and and people like myself can go somewhere here you know i think that's interesting that you said that because as i was reflecting on on the whole issue of of employee motivation and and doing great things and you know i think that that it is part of our job as a leader to draw what I call that why in the employee. You know, everybody does have a story. And sometimes I don't know if people have allowed themselves or it's as on the surface as it was for you on what motivates you every day. But I think if you ask that question enough and you help people understand how important it is in life to have a purpose professionally, mm-hmm. not just, you know, spiritually, but or for your family or for, you know, material goods, but help people understand why they need to be extraordinary at work and just start asking that question and sharing yours. It might draw out from them something deep that they hadn't thought about. This is, I'm just getting a little touchy-feely here, but I think it's true, right? I agree. I, I think that's true. So I think in your conversations, with the way you shared you know, your story, you know, um, it further connected me to why I do what I do because I didn't have a tough upbringing, meaning I had plenty. You know, we we were, I was a member of a country club growing up. That's awesome. And I played golf. And I had a charge number that I could charge to my dad's account. <laughs> and I charged too much sometimes, but he still let me go and still use the charge number, right? So I had a I had very different experience. But I've started to connect some of what we do here at Nextstar to people like yourself. And hearing your story actually reminds me of why I do what I do. Because there's so many people that have a similar story within this within this industry, I'll yeah. say that, that that there's people that that came up. Their father was an electrician. Their you know grandfather was, you know, and they didn't have much. And all of a sudden, you know, they they got they saw the light, and they're they're living a life, and they're creating opportunity, and it creates a motivation for people like myself who didn't have that upbringing. So I didn't have anything like you had. But the thing is, though, Jack is is even though you had that you you've had to make yourself successful you had you've had i guarantee you've had i did your moments right oh yeah so. i mean there's more to it than yeah. that story but yeah but it i think that you're sharing your why without being grandiose about it and i don't know you're not you know about being humble about it but be real about it and then asking them for you know kind of what what centers their existence as an employee because so often you know we, we we someone comes into work and now we're getting real woo-woo right now but they they come into work and we just think just do your job, right? All, all I'm looking for is you to do your job, and we don't get involved in the rest of it. And then we get upset when they don't do their job, and we haven't started to develop a reason beyond the paycheck for them to do and be extraordinary at work. Yeah. And I think we need to ask that question. I think, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I've seen you do that. One of the things I've seen, and now I'm really talking. This is like. But what I remember was at your, your event, your company, and you had a, a, a weekly meeting. 
and everybody comes in for this weekly meeting, and you had like 100 people there. It was like a technician meeting. There's a whole boatload of people. And you sat at the door, and you shook everybody's hand, right? And I was kind of standing there, too. I was the guest. And, and you would grab somebody and put your arm around their shoulder, and you tell me, now, this is, you know, I'm going to make up a name right now. This is Jeff. And Jeff's one of the best electricians in this whole valley here. He's just an awesome guy. And this is Jack, and he's with Nextar. you got to get to know Jeff, Jack, because he's fantastic. Everybody you met was the best guy you ever met in your life, right? And you meant it, though, right? This wasn't a – and then you didn't – this is Jack, and he's this awesome guy, and he's from Nextar. But Next they didn't Star. hear me say it to them, to them, so we had them spaced out, right? No, you did. You weren't <laughs> saying, it wasn't the same line. It wasn't the same line. But the, per, the point I'm getting to is you, there was a real sincerity to, to an appreciation for everybody every individual that came in and you remembered a lot of their names and told me their story and you told them my story and you put your armor on me like I was they knew they knew you before you even came well because we've shown the videos they know about you so it was a cool what mm-hmm. I'm saying here is for those people listening here that the the conversation we're having um is not just a conversation I see it witnessed in your business routinely and I'll say that you talk about people development and management development before we had this podcast, before we even dreamed of a podcast, I'd seen you at my office 15, 18 times, escorting people through here, sitting back in the back of the class, doing whatever you're doing while you're listening and taking these people out. So you live into it, Wyatt, is I, what I'm saying. I genu- genuinely care about my friends, and my friends work for, work with me. Yeah. Now, I need to let you know, though, so so some people have had success in their life, and they've, they have, they have, they've had the money. But they have their insecurities also. Some people are afraid of never living up to their what their parents have been able to yeah, do, um, yeah. and or the, and they right. have their whole desire to to try to prove that they they're they're a good person. They they have this legacy they need they want to live up to. They feel they need yeah. to live up to. And so, so anyway, we all have something to that's important to us. So, we yeah. do, we do. We all have different motivations, and it's not all the same. Yeah, right. It's yep. not all the same. Yeah. Me trying to please my mother, is that what you're saying? As an example. <laughs> Sounds good. <Yeah. laughs> There's some truth to that. It's truth to that, too. But uh, awesome. Any, any other thoughts you have? Because we've been at this, and it's been an awesome conversation, and you just got so much to offer. And I want to thank you for being just an awesome example within this organization for people, because I hear your name all the time. So. Yeah, I have one thing to say. So, so when I go on the trips with everybody – it's not about what I'm going to say, actually. It's about what they're going to say. So it's it's a lot of listening. It's a lot of understanding. It's not me boasting about whatever. Right. Um, it is a lot of listening, a lot of understanding what they are wanting out of life, what they want it with their family. They talking about you know, and on the on the onboarding process, finding out really who they are. And the color code is awesome because once they take the color code, we only give that to the people that actually uh, that we think we want to hire. So yeah, we're not right. spending the money on every single person that comes to the door. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, when they when they uh, so when they take that, they open up on a different level because they they're like, oh wow, they know who I am, and they see right. they see their core motive, core motive, uh-huh. and uh, and and it's just a deep conversation okay. in the onboarding process from taking that color code. I still remember when you first took the color code, you're, you're like, ah, oh, this explains so much. This is anyway, so much. You like send it over and I did. It's pretty awesome. Actually. And I, can I tell you, so I, the color code is a core motive thing, you know, and mine is blue, red, just like you, it's relationship and power. And, uh, I remember I sent it to you and you said, Oh, blue reds are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I could have sent you anything. It was, Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so I remember that you made me feel really good about it. Cause like, geez, I didn't know I was a relationship guy. I didn't know this. And then I, no wonder. I thought you were a red blue or me a too. blue red. So I was, I, I didn't know which, but well, I knew you had more red than me though. 
you probably do did. You have I probably did. Than I probably do. But uh, <laughs> so anyway, so you. So I, I, I appreciate what you shared with us today, and you've done. Thank you. you've, you've offered a lot, and uh, congratulations for building what you've built for the people that you built it for. You know, we're still building it. So. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. this. Well, first, I know there's a mountain in front of you, mm-hmm. but you're standing on a pretty good peak right now. So as you look back, congratulations. And well, thank you. To you and your people. If there are any other any hour people listening here too. You've built something very very special there, and you should all feel great about it. We've well, all done you. it together, and thank you. And uh, we appreciate you being here. Maybe we'll do this again sometime. Sounds great. Awesome, <laughs> because you'll be here a lot. I know that. Yes. So anyway, thank you, Wyatt. And thank you all for listening to this awesome edition here of Leadership Lounge. This is Jack Tester with Wyatt Hepworth, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks so much.